Welcome to The Heartbeat. This is a really fun conversation with a fun lady. Dr. Nikki is somebody who just tells it like it is, and she's also freaking hilarious. I don't know if her her humor came out that much in this episode, uh, but if you know her personally, she is really fucking funny. Um, And she also is on a quest of personal development, self-development, and we talked about a topic that I think is applicable, if that's a word, to anyone and everyone, which is connecting with speaking your truth and the power of that. Um, yeah, we, we had an amazing conversation. She's also into the neuroscience of the brain. And um, so it's not just concepts and personal development, but we also dived into the science behind it all, which I'm all for. Um, and yeah, she's also a good friend of mine here in Austin, Texas. So without further ado, you're listening to The Heartbeat. So what's on your heart to talk about today? Oh, connection, maybe. 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 <laughs> connection or we can go with like speaking your truth. Connection to speaking your truth. Well, yeah, I think you have to have connection in order to speak your truth, right? And then it leads to more connection. This is true. <laughs> Very important point. <laughs> so they intertwine, but let's go there in all the places. Yeah, you're right. Speaking your truth. Fascinatingly, that's been a challenge for me in certain scenarios because in in many areas I have a lot of courage and I can speak my truth and and actually I've probably repelled a lot of people away from me because I am very uh, vocal in my thoughts. And in other scenarios, like with men, for example, that I'm interested in, I don't share my truth because there's a deep-rooted fear of abandonment. Mm. So I'll keep my needs and what I really want and desire to myself um, or if something hurts me, I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. You know? So there's, um, there's that layer that's really interesting that mm-hmm. I'm exploring now. Mm-hmm. And in the other areas, you don't have that same fear. No, but I have noticed recently it came up with my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a podcast as well. <laughs> and they came up with some cover art for me that I um, wasn't 100% satisfied with, but I didn't share. I was like, yeah, it's okay. And Interesting. I, yeah, I expected them to know that if I didn't say, wow, I love it, that that meant I didn't really like it. Ah. Uh, but I didn't want to be like annoying and overbearing and can you change this? And, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so I actually stopped myself from sharing my truth in that scenario. <laughs> and then, of course, a month later, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> And I finally spoke up, and now three months later, we're still trying to get Apple iTunes to update the cover because oh, it's stuck on the original. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think mine is too from years ago, actually. So it, I don't know. Yeah, so I created so much drama essentially <laughs> from not originally speaking up. It's a good reflection to have. Yeah. Have you always spoken your truth that that I, much in the way that you do normally? Because you're noticing when you don't. But I'm the, I'm curious as like. Has just speaking up for your truth and yourself, has that always been there? Or did you develop that somehow? I think I was raised by someone who always spoke her truth. Ah. And so I think I became hyper mindful of other people's experience because there was no filter on my very Israeli mother. (laughs) Right. So then I became really conscious of what other people were experiencing. And then that became my priority. Make sure everyone else is okay. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily how am I, am I okay? Got it. And so that's, I think the, the root cause. 
And, mm-hmm. but yet I was raised by a very strong woman who spoke her truth. So I, I am capable. There's no question. It does show up, especially with my friends. Like, mm-hmm. And now thanks to this leadership academy, uh, I'm really learning how to give feedback in a way that it can be received. Mm-hmm. It always starts with, are you open to feedback? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then it can land and it can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. If the other person is okay to receiving. Right. Versus just spitting it out. (laughs) Right. Which is what my mom did. And then I've had those experiences too. And then it just creates resistance, right? You go up against a wall. Mm -hmm. Right. I know for me, speaking my truth has been a theme in the past few months. Um, because I thought I knew what my truth was and I was hiding from myself. I was lying to myself and I didn't even fucking know it. Ha. And so I think, you know, it was creating gut problems literally because of my emotional home and the, the, the emotions that were constantly going through my body. Um, this angst and anxiety that I had. Um, and I, I wasn't fully expressing myself. I, I, I couldn't. I was shy again, quote unquote. I grew up kind of shy. Uh, I had my shy moments, definitely. And then I kind of broke out of that when I started teaching group fitness, using your voice and expression. And it was rewarded. And I was like, oh, it's okay to be this and do this. And then I had a near-death experience two years ago and shut it all down. Wow. Because I was scared. And my ner- I needed to regulate my freaking nervous system and heal. And I was, I found myself towards the end of 2021 trying to rev up a chainsaw like why is it not kicking over what ah and it was the the truth thing and the second that i started getting more honest with myself my gut pain went away i started having more fun i had this ease and lightheartedness um and that was the effect that speaking my truth uh, gave to me because I, and, and from that experience, now I believe there's multiple levels of truth. There's your deepest truth and maybe like a surface truth that you think consciously. What's your thoughts on all that? My thought while you're talking is shy to me means there's shame. 100%. Wow. Right. So you're, th- yeah. whatever you were thinking, there was shame. It was shamed maybe as a child or there was just shame around it. So then you, you play small. You don't speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where I went with that. A lot of shame. Yeah, totally. I was shaming myself and my, my desires. I shamed a lot of desires that I had within relationships, sexually, um, all of that. That I can even just goals that I, business goals that I had. I started shaming it all. Mm. And so I was wondering why I couldn't kick over. I think that's also the root of imposter syndrome. It's like, who am I to lead a mastermind? Or I, I'm not perfect yet. Or I'm not this enlightened Buddha being right. <laughs> yet. So um, I've experienced that. And, and yet I've gone through a lifetime of incredible experiences. Mm. And, and it's through my own journey of purging a, a holocaust worth of pain out of my body from my ancestry mm. and um, that all just came through my mother and poor thing i mean she i was lucky she was an incredibly loving woman but she had a lot of pain she was carrying on she projected unknowingly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it's through my healing i share that because it's been a journey for me i've been on a quest 
to dive into my subconscious and get this out of my my subconscious and my body like it was in my cells yeah um when i've done plant medicine or breath work i mean literally i had the sensation of pain pouring out of my heart wow like it looked like a pitcher Mm -hmm. of water Mm -hmm. but it was pain pouring out like Mm -hmm. wild wow uh, and w- and through those experiences and through that real strong determination and uh, drive to heal this is mm-hmm. that I then am, have freed myself and I can share that journey with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only have to be a few steps ahead to bring someone else along, That's right? It. We don't, I don't have to be the enlightened Buddha. Exactly. <laughs> or the fully healed person. Right. Yeah, of course. My shame still comes up and my, all sorts of stuff still comes up. Yeah. Uh, but I'm now able to see it and go, oh, there you are. Oh, <laughs> who's your good girl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> do those like. Nurturing the, it. Yeah, know. the self-soothing and like, okay, I'm feeling a little like an imposter and I get mm. that and that's okay. And how can I serve? And then what, and who do I want to serve and how can I still show up despite not being perfect in a way that really helps others transform. Right. And so we're all on this like spectrum, mm-hmm. right. Uh, of the journey, uh, to healing. And, and I don't think we ever arrive at healed No. because the, the brain is actually designed in a way that automates dysfunction. Yeah, exactly. It, it it it's it even the body. Yeah, you know, you you your shoulder locks up and you don't walk properly, but your body can adapt to. Oh, we have a locked shoulder, so let's pivot this way with our foot a little bit more when we walk, and our swivel this way with our hips, and now you're walking again, even though there's dysfunction. Right. Exactly. That's something that's been diving. I've been diving into um, in my studies, and I know you brought up the brain, so I definitely want to talk about the brain stuff that you know yeah. about the brain and adaptability um, and change. Because I think with speaking your truth, it's more than psychological mm-hmm. and it's more than willpower. I tried to will myself to do it and I, I couldn't get clear. It was like this fog around me. and Right? So from your perspective, let's look at this a little bit more scientifically through sure. the lens of the body and... The brain, how does one allow that change to happen? Yeah, let me, we'll dive into neurofeedback because that's been a big blessing for me. But first, mm. let's start with, uh, I went to a weekend at Hoffman Institute Ooh. and they taught me, yeah, they're brilliant. Uh, mm. They taught me that from, so your your brain is in automation mode throughout your whole life and it wants to automate everything it wants to make anything that you're doing routinely it wants to make an automation so that you don't have to focus on it you can do other, focus on other things it wants to make your life easier so mm-hmm. you automate you automate the most from like zero to three seven whatever the age is uh, when you can't even speak like imagine when you're mm-hmm. an infant mm-hmm. you can't even talk you can barely hold your head up all you can do is uh, observe your surroundings mm-hmm. and see how your parents are handling everything and you observe how you respond to each thing. You need all of your needs met by someone else. Mm-hmm. You can't even pick up your head, let alone like if you're cold, you can't get yourself a blankie. Right. And so Hoffman Institute taught me that if um, from zero to seven, your brain is designed to take everything personally. Hmm. 
So if you don't get your needs met, your brain will interpret that as you're not good enough to get your needs met. Mm. And then the brain is also designed to then seek evidence to which you believe is true. Well, I think that's for the rest of our lives. Rest of our lives, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, so imagine if your parents are just simply on the phone or, or busy with life or have a scarcity mindset and they're worried about money or whatever it is and they're not fully attentive to all of your needs which you can't even communicate yet right <laughs> right wow. you're starting to develop this like okay i'm not good enough somehow mm-hmm. and and here and you go through life seeking how that could possibly be true and it's very easy to interpret everything you see as somehow an indication of you not being good enough. Right. I mean, someone looks the other way and it's like, oh, she doesn't like me. I did, I did something wrong. She doesn't like me. It's <laughs> go off in a story, lo- story land with it all. Yeah. Right. So that's how the brain is kind of designed. You create neural pathways, right? Mm-hmm. So that there's a trigger and there's a response and that's an automatic neural pathway. She doesn't text me back right away. Clear indication. She doesn't like me. Right? Mm-hmm. Automatic trigger response is taking something personally and I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Quick question on that because I've, I've definitely met people who live that way as adults and I've le- met people that don't live that way as adults. Mm. I'm assuming that, and, I, and this is a more of a question because I don't 100% know, but I'm assuming there's a maturation process that has to happen to move out of that stage of development. Yeah, or absolutely. To, or like... Because why are some people still operating that way? And yeah. like they're stuck and we could call it from the psychological standpoint, like inner child work. Yeah. But their brain hasn't developed. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. It it really depends on I think, my my guess. And I cool. this yeah. isn't I'm not an expert, but I would guess that the the level of um, support that you have to process the experiences will make a difference in the long run. Right. So, uh, for example, my mother left my stepfather when I was six. I loved him like crazy. I cried for two years. Mm. My mother didn't understand that um, I would suffer trauma from that. Mm-hmm. She just thought, oh, I'm young. I'll, I'm ad- I'll adapt. Get over it. You know, get past it. You have one loving adult. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And mm. so I never was, I wasn't guided and supported in that grief. And so now I have 43 years old. I've got this fear of abandonment. <laughs> Mm. Right. Mm. So I think people that are more supported and, and okay, well, how are you feeling? How, you know, let me help you process this. They'll be able to recover from those traumatic events much easier and not mm. develop this inner dialogue of not good enough. Right. Would be my, I guess, my sure. guess. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That would make sense from what I know as well. Yeah. And then from a real practical uh, point, I, <laughs> because of those uh, that inner dialogue that harsh inner critic I ended up numbing out a lot in my 20s mm. once I discovered marijuana and and alcohol and then you know I got into oh, phases yeah. of ecstasy and cocaine uh, thank goodness short-lived because once uh, once I realized that I didn't have control I, mm. I could cold tuck Turkey cut. Quit it. Yeah. yeah, quit it. So I had that strength, but I went there full force. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so I created some, I, I numbed out that harsh inner critic. That's what mm-hmm. alcohol does for people. Mm-hmm. It silences it so you can be free again. Mm-hmm. So there's, it, to some degree, there's a, it's self-medicating. 
right. and it's self-soothing. Mm-hmm. However, there's much healthier ways to do that. Do that, right? Right. Uh, so, but because of all that use, I think I, I found myself in my 40s searching for words. My mm. brain wasn't functioning optimally, and I was leading a. I started Aspen Talks Health in Aspen. It was a local. I was on the local TV channel. I have. Oh, wow. Yeah, I interviewed all the experts in health and wellness in the valley. Uh-huh. But I'd be on the studio set, and I'd one time I forgot the guest name. Oh no! <laughs> and the other times I just found myself. I'm trying to listen to what they're saying and formulate a question, and my brain was just like struggling. Yeah, yeah. struggling I was fighting to find words it's called word retrieval I was having a really tough time hmm. and then got the whim to move to LA to expand the show I moved there I go to this event because I love going to events and I went to this brain event uh, and I met Dr. Hill a genius and he was doing uh, a peak brain institute as a neurofeedback office hmm. in in LA and because I was, to some degree, an influencer, he gave me all the sessions for free. And for two months, I got trained on neurofeedback three times a wow. week. Yeah, very lucky. Wow. And he fixed my awesome. brain. In two months, I went from searching for words to like I was 20 years old again, crystal clarity, sharp on it, mm. clear. Wow. 22 sessions of neurofeedback. That's wild. So yeah. what is neurofeedback? <laughs> because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So they take a measurement of your brain of the brain waves. Mm-hmm. And he actually found that my brain was operating in a concussion like state. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was dumb. essentially. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, um, yeah. And so what they do is that nothing goes in. All they do is put sensors on different parts of your body. That's, mm-hmm. And um, and then they adjust. So I needed to boost my beta, which is my higher performing brain. That's your cognitive. Usually in your in the front prefrontal, prefrontal cortex, you'll have high beta yeah. or beta. And then that will get that's the CEO brain. That's right. like sharp, quick thinking. Mm-hmm. Alpha is more going into your dream state, a little bit more creative. Uh, th- that's theta and, and delta is your dream state. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was hanging out in alpha. I was hanging out in in theta. Mm -hmm. So alpha is more of this like peaceful space Mm -hmm. where you're just, you're alert, but you're at peace. Theta is really going into dream state. Mm. I was in the theta alpha and very little beta. Mm. So what he did was he boosted my beta and calmed the theta. Interesting. And, and this it, is the a machine does this. Yeah, it's actually right there. Oh shit. Yeah. So um, <laughs> y'all you, can't see it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my neurofeedback set up at home and so they put sensors in different parts of your brain and you watch a video game and it gives you audio and visual stimulus okay. that boosts. And every time the brain does what it wants, the higher beta and uh-huh. lower theta, it will st- stimulate you with a ding or you get a little reward on the TV screen. So it's training the brain. Oh, this is what we want to do. Exactly. And that's why exactly the right word, it's, it's training. So it mm. sticks. It's like learning a bike. Your brain mm. learns how to operate again. Mm. and function more optimally mm-hmm. brilliant that's awesome yeah i mean as you can see i still i need like a booster now it's been two years and so like i could use well a you, you don't use it you lose it like it's the same thing with the gym right you know, i mean like... if i got on a bike right now i'd probably wobble quite a bit before <laughs> <I got> <laughs> right 
Um, however, marked uh, different from where I was uh, right. before and after. Mm-hmm. No question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, then bringing that back to speaking your truth and having that awareness then of what your actual truth is, what was that journey like for you? Because I, I, I just like reflecting back with my story, how mm-hmm. I was kind of like lying to myself that, oh, this is what I want when really it was something deeper that I wanted, for example, mm-hmm. that I was shaming. And so I just didn't allow myself to go for it, whether it was uh, a sexual desire, like I said, or a, a relationship with a certain person or a business goal that I had or a way I wanted to do things uh, that w- I would get made fun of or, ah, it's not going to work out or, ah, you know, I'm going to get rejected or they won't want to do that. And so I would just shame it. Right. And so I just, I, I put it out of my awareness and said, oh, I want this thing instead. And I'm a go-getter and I'm like, oh, so I want this thing? Oh, I'm going to go, I get that thing. Right. And I would get the thing that was not the most nourishing of actually in the deepest level what I wanted. Interesting. So was there a process like that for you with discovering what your truth actually is? Or have you always just been like, oh yeah, I know what my truth is, but... So I've always known that my truth is uh, I've been put here to alleviate animal suffering. And for the last 20, 30 years as an adult, I've shied away from speaking my truth in that area because I was so afraid, again, fear of abandonment. I was scared that I was going to turn off my mediating friends and they won't want to be my friends anymore. Interesting. So I bottled up my my views on that. And what I've learned recently is that I can speak my truth in a way that it can be received. Hmm. And so that was the shift I needed to make. How can I not shame my listeners, my, my friends, mm-hmm. and present a solution that, that is, benefits all? Mm-hmm. So that's my, my shift. Um, it's not exactly answering your question, but that's one mm-hmm. way. Is like, how can you speak your truth in a way that can be received and and it keeps you in the light right versus going into the darkness of like factory farming and we're causing cruelty and you know right which right. i want to share the truth of but it's like about, solution oriented instead yeah. of pointing out the tr- the troubles or the things that aren't going well right uh for example uh, we're now researching very heavily on producing meat in a lab yeah, I've heard a lot about this, actually. So there's there's no animal suffering. Mm-hmm. There's no environmental degradation. There's no E. coli. <laughs> My mediating friends aren't now consuming the energy of anxiety and depression that these animals are experiencing on a severe level. <laughs> and I can present this in a way that accepts it to all because no, no mediator friend that I have wants to cause suffering. Right. And so if I come at it with that energy of like, I know you don't want to cause suffering. Um, here's the solution versus you're, you're a fucking mediator. What do you do? You're causing suffering. You know, like there's an aggressive, right. I'm going to hit a wall every time. And it puts me in that energy of like fight versus instead of being against something, I get to be for something. Yep. Money. Right. Mm. Huge, huge transition. Yeah. That's a, it's a, and you know, we can be that way with a lot of things. Yeah. Not just, you know, that's a way to live. Yeah, really. yeah. Before what you want, not against what you don't. Exactly. Way more powerful, way more empowering. Yeah. 
and uh, will get you there faster. Mm-hmm. 100%. And easier. Less resistance. Yeah. On, a, on, every, on both sides, right? Yeah. I want to communicate that now, and you would love to hear it probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we don't like to be told that what we're doing is bad. But we do like to be told that we could do something better. Right. Wow. See? Perfect. Yeah. It's like the whole uh, nobody likes to, to be sold to, but everybody likes to shop. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. So true. Yeah. And to clarify even more, um, if you do have this inner dialogue of shame, right, to really acknowledge it mm-hmm. and to sit with it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, again, thanks to this leadership training, I'm sitting with this emotional experience of imposter, mm-hmm. you know, of, oh, or that uh, nobody wants to hear that message or, and I'll sit with the, that inner dialogue and be like, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand why you want to play small. Mm-hmm. There's danger in playing big. There could be. You're seen. Right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I want, it's funny. Very much part of me, a big part of me wants to be in the spotlight because I want to make a big impact on this planet with right. my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then another part of me was like, oh God, but I can't handle hate mail. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's going to keep me playing small. Mm-hmm. But if I sat with that emotion of like, okay, can I, can I handle the fact that other people are going to be where they are in their process? Mm-hmm. And they might be on... They, they just have their level of awareness in, in this time and they've had their experiences that brought them to that exact where they are. Yeah. And I cannot make that mean something about me and my mm-hmm. mission and, and dim mm-hmm. my light in any way. Exactly. They're two separate things. I, in that scenario of, oh, nobody's going to listen to me or, oh, yeah. like what, those things, I've been playing with this edge um, Within myself and a few of my clients have been trying it where it's, I fuck with the story. Ooh. So it's almost, if you know the book, Existential Kink, which is like, it's it's a kinky way to do shadow work, essentially. Um, the Your deepest fear, you, you see that it's actually a desire of yours and it transmutes it. So when you fuck with the story, it's like, oh, nobody wants to hear this. I'm like, well, wait. That person wanted to hear it, and that person wanted to hear it, and this person wants to hear it. What the fuck? Where did that come from? That doesn't make sense. Transmuted. Yeah. Instead of, try, like, instead of trying to do it all in your head, it's just look for the inverse. Mm. And so often it's already there, but we're just paying attention to it, and our awareness is on the negative, what's going to hurt me, versus, whoa, this is going good. And it, it's the pivot that we just talked about with like being against something or for something. Yeah. Yes, and you're bringing up such an important point. Focus all your attention on what you want and what you not what you don't want. Exactly. Well, that can we talk about the thing the, the, when I rolled up here with the potholes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So since I got to Austin, I have been bitching about the potholes in this place. I'm like, it's like I still live in Tulum. Like, <laughs> it's literally it's about uh, pause. Tulum has a, a road ish road issues. Oh, like entire. <laughs> road is just a puddle it's like just like and there's mud in it and you don't you have no idea how deep the puddle is and then the speed bumps are speed like mountains <laughs> anyway so i get here and i'm bitching about the damn potholes and sure enough what happens they start digging up my whole road the entire road to get to my house both directions can't get around it is now a giant fucking pothole there's, t- there's tons of potholes everywhere yeah 
And so, like, you know, that's uh, you, yep. you get what you focus on. Yeah, I'm like, okay, now I laugh. I just go through, I'm like, I'm sorry, car. This is my fault. <laughs> I created this. My car rattles. It's oh, just, no. anyway. Um, but back to the point before, for those of you that are content creators or someone with a message out there, focus on the people that want to hear it, not on the people yeah. that you think you're not going to be talking to or don't yeah. want to hear your message. Yeah. Put all of your attention. I have one Indian follower. His name is Pratik. I love this man. Shout out, Pratik. I'm not kidding. Shout out, Pratik. I love you. He literally comments on every single thing I've ever published, more so than my mother. Oh like, my gosh, he is awesome. on it. He loves me. He sends me praise. He's like, you have no idea. You've changed my life. Wow. And he's like, I've done... He sends me all these like... <laughs> He's amazing. I get all these pictures of like Indian gurus with yeah. their like messaging. Oh my God. <laughs> he's like, I've been listening to this Indian guru for decades and you're saying what he's saying even better. Wow. And so the way you communicate and only the way you communicate can sometimes get through to like people. no one else can. Yep. And even an, like even an Indian guru, like mm. I said it in a way that like resonated with him more than anyone else. And so my point is, even if you're helping one person, mm -hmm. keep shining your light, keep sharing your message, stand up for that one person. Mm -hmm. And in fact, talk to that one person when you are sharing your message. Mm -hmm. And that will give you the confidence uh, to speak your truth and ignore the, the limiting beliefs, the, the, the committee or the yeah. whatever you want to call it that's mm -hmm. really holding you back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, and the more uh, what you focus on, you feed. And it's the, the tale of which wolf are you feeding? Mm. One of fear or faith. And I love that so much. We're, we're on a wave with this. <laughs> I know, let's bring it back to connection. Yeah. Because I think connection can give a safe foundation to speak your truth. And the more we speak your truth, you can create connections um, that really last. So what it, that's mine was social connections. But what did you have? To say about connections over the first yeah there's actually a few different ways to be really connected and social is mm -hmm. amazing it's a one of the ways that we are healthy as an individual is through connection it creates that sense of community creates inner peace it yeah. feel it helps us feel supported and loved mm -hmm. there is a book called the wisest lessons from the um, 30 Lessons from the Wisest Americans. And hmm. it's this guy that surveyed 1,000 Americans over 65 years old. And the two things that all of them said were that, were that there were two questions before they died that were the most important. Was I loved? And did I love? Wow. Most important things for mm. every single one of them. Mm. And... It's that connection and how much we give of ourselves and we receive from others that is the most important thing in our ultimately in our lives. It's yeah. not the money, it's not the house, it's not the cars. Not, mm -hmm. None of that is as important as were we loved and did we love? Mm. Hugely important. So that's connection is is also built through this concept of feedback. Mm -hmm. 
asking for feedback, sharing your feedback openly and lovingly, helping and supporting your friends and your community grow together in a humble way. I'm in this with you, yeah. just like you're, do you're doing with your mastermind, your group. It's like, no, we are in this together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, but we're going to learn together. This is a collective effort and call me out, right. communicate. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing something wrong, tell me. If you're yeah. doing something wrong, please allow me to share like, what I see. If I, got some, if I got something on my teeth, I hope you tell me about it. But, right. Yeah. That's literally my one and only friend uh, ruled my friends. <laughs> like, if I have something on my yeah. teeth and you didn't tell me, you're not a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Speak up. Uh, yeah. And so that's one way of connection. The other way is to connect with Earth, the Mother Earth. And, yeah. and you do that, honestly, with high vibration foods. Mm-hmm. So what you put in your mouth, it should, should, I don't like using that word often, but in this scenario, uh, it, it should be what was growing out of the land. Yeah. It should be coming right from the land. That's what we were born and designed to consume, right? That's why we have hands that can pick fruits and vegetables. These are not, these are picking, picking, picking. We're devices. not ripping, we're not, we're not ripping through flesh with these hands. <laughs> right. We're really not. Um, so I know you're, you're enjoying your meat. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to pull you away from that. No, no. Um, in that scenario, it's always know where you're getting that from. That's all yeah. I care about. Yeah. Uh, the most 100%. important. Quality. Um, yeah. Quality. And, and that the, that's the other connection is right. Every living thing on this planet deserves to be here and has the right to be there. And it feels, it has emotions. It has a mother. It has a, a child. Um, give it the respect mm -hmm. That it deserves, and that's connection. I won't kill an ant. <laughs> I won't. I will not. I mean, I said sorry to a pigeon that I disturbed uh -huh. this morning because I walked right in its path. Like, just full respect for yeah. everything else that's on this planet. We are, we're not entitled humans. Granted, mm -hmm. we have the most sophisticated brain uh, on this planet at the moment. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're above or beyond anything else. Everything else deserves to be here. That's why it's here. Right. So just showing respect, and that to me is a connection. That's definitely yeah connecting with Earth, or yeah, and all of its and all of its glory and its good, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, and connecting to right like everything, the sun, the moon, the stars, like mm -hmm. wow, this morning was just this beautiful sixty degree weather, yeah. suns out shining, the breeze, the birds. I was like, ah, oh, this is happy juicy place mm -hmm. and you can connect to everything mm -hmm. and then it bring it fills your life all of us are abundant mm -hmm. if you focus on the wealth in your life and it has nothing to do with money mm -hmm. if you can focus on all the wealth that you have in your life already and the fact that you are abundance mm -hmm. like you're an endless well of love and laughter and happiness and light if you're tired you go to sleep you wake up the next day you can love and laugh all day again right like you're an endless supply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where abundance is. That's where wealth truly is. Yeah. Being with, connected. Yeah. To yourself. To what's, and to what's already here. Mm -hmm. It's not something you got to go get. Right. right. And then of course more comes. And bringing it back to speaking your truth. It's the truth is always here. Yeah. It's just having the, the courage and the vulnerability to own it. Yeah. Despite the fears of, well, what, how will that affect others? Um, you can, which obviously you can do it in a loving way and that is mindful of others, but still speaking your truth to free yourself. Yeah. And, and shifting that dialogue. Who will it help? Aha, there you go. You caught me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who will it help? Who, will who am I serving by, by doing this? Well, a lot of times it's you. Mm, true. You know? True. 
Yeah. And then the ripple of other people. Yeah. If you're going through it, someone else's. And if, if a message is coming through you, someone else needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, even if, if you, it, it, I mean, you brought up the, the thing earlier. I had an experience yesterday. Um, so I got a new car and I, a pole jumped out at me. <laughs> and no. viciously attacked the front of my car. No, already? Uh, yeah. And oh. so I no. I had to get the paint uh, the paint chipped and I had to go get it fixed. And I got it fixed and the guy fucked it up. So I had to get it fixed by another guy. It was this whole thing. So I finally get it fixed. So I'm like, it's looking fresh. And I get out of the car and I notice this other scratch that was on the door that I wasn't there when I dropped it off. And I was like, well, it's really tiny. And I barely noticed it. And I... You know, like, I don't want to bother the guy. And I was like, well, wait a second. I paid this guy a lot of money to, to you know, like, to help my car. I'm pretty sure he accidentally did this. Mm. And so I called him not Ill, Ill at all. I was just like, yo, I noticed this other thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, bring it in. Uh, you know, I'll trust you. Bring it in tomorrow and we'll I'll fix it. And I'll look, also look at you around your car and make sure there's no other scratches. And I was like, that was easy. Yeah. But I, old me would have just accepted it. Yeah. Instead of like just calling him up and having a conversation. I wasn't going to make him do it. I was just yeah. questioning like, yeah. yo, I saw this. And he was like, oh, yeah, let me, uh, I'll help you out. And so now because of that, I'm like, okay, this is my guy for Everything. detail work if I need it. Right. Like, you know. Okay, I'm going to call you out on something because the words we choose create our reality. Let's right? do it. Real time. Hit me. So I had to get this fixed. Definitely had, had that energy about having to. Had yeah. to and then you had to again. Because you had to. Mm-hmm. Because I had to. What if you got to? You get to fix it, yeah. I get to fix this. Yeah. I'm blessed to fix this. This might actually deter me in my I, direction. I definitely held it with a have-to energy. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting is now you found this mechanic or someone that you can turn to. You're, yeah. What a blessing. You have someone you can trust. Right. So if you if you shifted the dialogue to I, I get to, ooh, mm-hmm. I get to fix this. Mm-hmm. What an interesting day. I get to fix the, my, right. my brand new car that I love. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the choice of words will create your reality. Very important. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, decades of training. Well, it's, it's that, but also... Of my I own mean, journey, I mean. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's also like, that's why we are connected to other people. Yeah. We can't see ourselves in that sometimes. This is what I do and I've done for 10 years. Yeah. And I still have moments in yeah, that. Yeah, of course. You know? And so that's where it gets to be, you know, like, thank you, awesome, see it, shift. Yeah. And there doesn't have to be shame involved with it either. No, but when no there shame. Was, when I was full of shame and somebody would come to me with that, it would just create more shame. Interesting. Even if it was asked for and said, can I share with you? Yeah. There's this. Oh, fuck. I'm a f- stupid idiot. Da, 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 da. Right. Really important. Cashing that dialogue. Moving towards what you want and how you want to feel. Um, for some of my clients, know this as the North Star, which is your what's underneath all of your goals. How do you want to feel? And what's the word for you that's an umbrella word for all the things that you want to feel? Right? It could be vibrant or alive or love. Finding that helps you to navigate your life in moment-to-moment decisions. Really important. Yeah, uh, when I help my clients with what their purpose is and what they really want in life, Mm -hmm. we don't look at the how at first. Mm -hmm. We look at what is the feeling they want to create. 
Right. Do you want to feel fulfilled? Do you want to feel like you've made a contribution? Do you want to make you know, the impact? Like, what is it that you want to feel and how will you feel it? Like, go into the, when you feel it, you, you be it and then you can attract it. Right. And then you create it. Mm-hmm. You really have to get into that feeling of, I, I am wealthy. Right. Right. I feel wealthy. What does that feel like? I feel loved. I feel secure. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what are those like you really have to embody it mm-hmm. and then you send out that vibration and it attracts it. That's it. That's the only thing that can come back. If you're sending out the vibration of shame, mm-hmm. shame comes back. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We're more powerful than we were taught. A hundred percent. Yeah. And when we take a hundred percent responsibility and ownership for everything in our lives and don't take any zero excuses or zero blame on others. Right we're really able to wield that wand and create some magic in our lives. Yeah. But I feel that's the only way to fully do it and yeah. not give your power away. This direct, like I, I had the, the saying, and I, I probably heard it somewhere else, but I am the problem and the solution to everything in my life. Ooh, love it. Something's off in my life. How did I manifest this energetically? What's off within me? I'm also the solution. I can create the... I'm taking ownership of my part and and to be solution oriented, to have a solution. I'm not going to put that on somebody else. Yes. Yeah. How did I create this really powerful question? Yeah. How did I create this? And I think some people, I I held this belief for some time, might think that that is a little bit too woo-woo. Then they haven't tested it out. (laughs) Uh, Right. You haven't haven't gone down that rabbit hole enough yet. I didn't when I when I thought it was too woo woo, and I, at times I catch myself, and I think it's a both and conversation. Multiple truths can be had at the same time, but I know that the one that's the most empowering for me, creating change in my positive change in my life, is the one hundred percent responsibility. Yeah, you know, and even if that's too challenging for people at this moment in time, so if you can't take ownership of how you're creating your life. I would advise you go there, but let's just say for a moment that may be tough. Then how is this here to serve me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if if you can't fathom that you created this really shitty scenario, <laughs> fine. How is it actually here in service of my soul's evolution? Right. If you ask yourself that question, then you'll often, always let's see what the lesson is. You'll you'll see that oh this is an opportunity for me to practice patience, mm-hmm. for me to practice compassion, mm-hmm. for me to practice uh loving awareness and just being present and holding space for someone else going through something challenging. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity for you to practice being the loving being that you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was put into uh, many challenging times where I'm like why this is I did not create this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not serving me. And in actuality, when it was serving me, it, it it's when, like um, I heard once this um, man was an ex-vet and he says, going to war, I've always been kind of anti-war. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, but going to war for him made everything else in life easy <laughs> because it was training for him. It was the training grounds for really difficult, challenging situations, there he was able to then cope in very easy situations. You know, like your car breaks down and it's not a big deal. Not a fucking not, big deal. There's yeah. not a gun to my head. Right. right. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. So, how is whatever showing you uh, showing up in your life actually in service to make you stronger, so that the rest of your life is easier? Mm-hmm. Powerful. 
I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that's the whole, um, oh, I'm having a brain fart right now. I guess I need neurofeedback, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> or some sleep. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's the whole thing is a process of rewiring our brain. It's almost like a lifelong mission uh, to, to actively choose the thoughts that we want to have. And that requires you to reprogram your subconscious and rewire your brain so that you have a trigger, you have a response that you want. Mm -hmm. Your kids are screaming, you don't scream back, you choose patience, love, what are you feeling right now, sunshine? <laughs> you know, like, right? And, to, and, and they're giving you the opportunity to practice showing up in that way. And, and it's, it's a skill. It takes, mm -hmm. as any parent will tell you, like, uh, it, it, but every parent will also say they're helping, my kids are helping me become the better version of me right? because it's in those challenging moments that I get to choose. I get to practice choosing how I want to show up and what behavior I want to model for this child. Right. That's it. That's it. And then we, as bringing it home, you know, get to shift multi-generationally. Yeah. We do our work. We shift and change the DNA of. The next generations. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And that's, thank you. That brings me to maybe the final point, but, um, that to, to stop shaming yourself as in forgive yourself mm -hmm. because a lot of this was passed down. Yeah. This was ancestral trauma guaranteed. Every one of your listeners had a grandparent, great grandparent that went through a depression, a war, a famine, in my case, a Holocaust. These are, this is a level of abandonment and shame and betrayal, these core wounds that are passed down through your parents' behavior and through their energy. Even before you came out into this world, you were experiencing that through your mother's thoughts. The, those thoughts create chemicals that pass down into the womb that then you know before you even come out that this is a dangerous world. And so there's fear and anxiety and shame built into your DNA. <laughs> your DNA, right? but also your bloodstream. Your cells. Yeah. yeah. So forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you mess up, forgive yourself. The faster you can forgive yourself and really own that like, okay, I'm a human. I'm going through this journey. I'm making mistakes. Thank goodness. If I'm not making a mistake, I'm not learning. Mm -hmm. If I, if I'm not, making any mistakes if i'm not fucking up in some way i'm not pushing myself hard enough to grow mm -hmm. and that's you you find that in business you find that in relationships uh, especially in relationships you often will attract the person that will help you heal your core wound the most how do you heal a core wound you put it up in your face yeah. <laughs> right yeah. it's like hi you want to keep choosing this because that's what you're choosing. Mm -hmm. And it literally takes a mirror of like your limiting beliefs and all your core wound, all your abandonment in your face. And that's when you go, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't want to live a life of fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep playing small because I'm so scared to get up on stage and take the mic right. because people are going to reject me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I, I don't want to choose those behaviors anymore. And it's often the relationships in our lives that really help us propel us that way. And, and the first thing normally that we want to do is run. When in actuality, in a true partnership, you make a commitment to each other and you say, listen, shit's going to come up mm -hmm. and I'm going to be grateful mm -hmm. th that you help me see it, identify it and move through it mm -hmm. versus run away or, or allow me to run away. Right. Like we are in this journey together. I love both your, your light and your shadow. Mm -hmm. And we are making a commitment to each other that... 
um, when the shadow appears, we're going to help each other shine a light on it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what creates a really strong connection. And you do that for your friends, your family, your loved ones, everyone that you can help shine the light on the shadow. We all, it's human nature. It's the human, the collective human experience. We have shadows. Right. And so if we come at it with this, we're in it together versus you're doing this. No, your shadow. Massive difference. Massive difference. I see your lights and there's a shadow behind you. So let's look at, you know, let's shine a light on it together. Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. different energy. Yeah. Shame begets shame. Shame shares shame. Shame attracts shame. But so does light. Mm. Beget light, attracts light, and calls it forward. Yeah. Love it. This has been an epic conversation. I mean, where can people find more about you and what you do? Ah, thank you. So my podcast is called Elevate to Legendary Mm -hmm. with Dr. Nikki. I interview amazing, amazing human beings, legends that have overcome something themselves and have stepped into their power and now serving on a big scale, making an impact that they came here to make. That's the message with the podcast. It's also my coaching that I offer my clients. Mm -hmm. It's how do you step into your fullest potential? I love it. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Nikki underscore elevates. Mm. I love posting there. I've just started a TikTok channel. <laughs> also, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Nikki underscore elevates. Mm-hmm. Um, so bear with me there as I get used to TikTok. But um, that's been fun. And that's it. Yeah, those two awesome. channels are really the easiest. Beautiful. Well, to everybody who's listening, obviously check out all of her amazing stuff and her work. I was also on one of the podcasts as well, so you can find that episode there. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today. Yes.